never give up. It's just gonna get better and better and better and better. And then you're gonna be like, yo, why was I ever thinking about giving up? People be talking a lot, I just notice They do not walk the talk, they be provoking Say that they are a boss, I say they joking I just be growing like it is meiosis You don't got advantage cause your DNA status Falling out, March Madness Head of my race like I'm POTUS Since a kid I always knew I was chosen Know that we smooth like it's lotion We making waves that are bigger than oceans, huh? We go crazy like psychosis, yeah Got the drip like it's osmosis, yeah No advantage from your DNA status Falling out, March Madness Head of my race like I'm POTUS Since a kid I always knew I was chosen Alright, more inspiration guys On every give up, you guys got this No matter how hard it may get You got this What's going on, guys? We are back with another episode of the Hustle House 247365 podcast. I am your host, Lamar, aka Lambo, Mr. Cream Cap, now with my co host, Various Layers, Cody Stockton, Beasts. Yes, sir. And guys, we were actually coming to this podcast. We had a guest scheduled for today, but they had to cancel last minute. But what we wanted to do is still go ahead and put out some content. We already had the studio ready to go we had the cameras recording we had the mics and everything set up a lot of you guys don't know even though this we have this studio design there is some setup that goes into putting all this together so we got some lights in the background we got a green screen we got a whole setup here um but yeah but anyways you know things happen life happens not a bit deal you know me and cody both have things that come up all the time when we try to schedule and make plans with people we're both busy guys he's constantly having jobs that come up i'm constantly on my fucking phone so it is what it is but what we wanted to do is go ahead and, and come out, still put a video out. I'm going to be out of town next week for a whole entire week, so we're not going to have any content probably that comes out next week unless Cody gets something out. Um, but something we've heard from some of our audience members and people that watch our content and engage with you know our social medias and you know with us in our daily lives is that from when they watch us, they they don't know too much. <clears throat> excuse me, they don't know too much about our background or about our history. Um, every, most people, you know, me and Cody, we have a, we have a pretty tight knit friend group, you know, but mutual friends between us, as well as our own individual group of friends that obviously know us well, know us, know what we do, know what we're about, know our dreams, goals, aspirations, all that good jazz. But, um, there's a lot of people that, you know, are new to us and we're new to you and, you know, I've had just a couple of random people ask, like, you know, like you, you guys should talk about like where y'all come from and, and your history and, and things like that. And I think we touched on it a few times, but nothing like super deep or super serious or anything. So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you don't want to hear about us, you know, too bad. That's what we're doing. Um, but, yeah, guys, you know, I come from humble beginnings down in the, the gutter in the mud. No, I was kidding. We're not going to go that route with it. But uh, but yeah, guys, as far as my background, I'm from, you know, here, Roanoke, Virginia, uh, was born here, tried getting out at least twice post-college, you know, combat both times. It is what it is. Uh, this is home to me. Love the mountains, love the valleys, love the nature, people, questionable. Um, but love, love, love that we have a lot of things to do here. So I grew up here. I grew up in the country in Boone's Mill, uh, Rocky Mount, Franklin County. To, to some people that are from around here. So literally like out in the country, in the stits, the boondocks is what I like to call it. Uh, my great-grandfather owned a shit ton of land, a nice stretch of land, and uh, passed it down to his children. He had, I think, six kids, six or seven kids. I'm sorry, fam. I know I have to sit here and count them all down. But um, every every child except one built on that land. 
So grandparents came along. They built their own brick house, um, had two kids. Then my mom had me. So I'm the oldest of four. I have three younger siblings, two younger twin sisters, and a little brother who just graduated high school. Shout out Jaleel. Um, so, yeah, I was born out in the country, grew up in the country. You know, I was that guy running around, did stuff in the woods. Um, didn't, you know, wasn't really born in the city life. So I always was outside, which I think, you know, kind of like how I think it's, I've kept that as I've grown. I always like being outside. I hate being inside for any long periods of time. Um, I always like being out in nature, like being out on water, things of that nature. Uh, so, you know, I'm, my childhood wasn't any different than, you know, most people's. I didn't, like I said, I don't have like some sob story background where I was, you know, used and abused or beaten or anything like that. I had a pretty normal come up. Um, you know, my, my mom was a single mom raising, you know, at one point, just one kid then three kids and four kids once my little brother came along. So, uh, but yeah, something I can I can look back and think about from my childhood, something that I learned early on and that I kind of have grasped now, and I guess some qualities about me now is anybody that you meet, or excuse me, anybody that you talk to that knows me personally will tell you guys that I am the probably one of the most hardest working people that they know. Um, someone that doesn't stop going, doesn't stop working, doesn't stop grinding, doesn't like to sit around and you know waste time or anything like that. Which is a good quality to have, in my opinion. You know, it might not be the best quality to have when you know you're in relationships. You know, that's another story for another day. But that's what they would tell you about me, and I learned that from a very early age. Um, I contribute that to my grandfather. He was my grandfather was a a hard working individual himself. Um, always made sure that things were taken care of. His family was taken care of. Wife, kids, grandkids. He was the only only boy and I think I want to say six children he was only male so he always had that responsibility as it was you know for his sisters his family um, like I said we were born in the country my great-grandpa owned a bunch of land so my grandpa was a farm boy I wasn't a farm boy it wasn't really farmy by the time I came up after everybody built on the land but he's always known hard work and I've always known him to be a hard work, uh, hard working man. And and even to this day, even though when he shouldn't be working, he's he's still working. And I don't blame him because, like I said, I don't like to sit around. He don't like to sit around either. But my grandpa had me working at a very very early age. I would say probably like six or seven years old. Bro, I was cutting grass, you know, helping with his. He had a landscaping business. He worked for Norfolk and Southern. Had a cleaning business. I was helping him clean, you know. So. I was taught from an early age, if I wanted something, I had to go out there and get it myself. If I wanted, you know, a Game Boy or a game or a toy or whatever, I had to work for it. I didn't really, I couldn't just like ask for it. And like I said, like I wasn't like born in, you know, a poor, I don't have a poor family background or anything like that. My family, you know, made sure they take, they handled their business and took care of things. You know, I had, I've had nice things and been in nice places, but it wasn't just handed to me. I wasn't born into money. I couldn't just, you know, ask for whatever and just and get it. And honestly, I'm I'm thankful for that because you hear these stories about these rich kids nowadays, you know, being born into money and being passed down businesses and passed down assets and passed down nice houses and them losing it all or don't know what to do with it or just being handed money and then they become spoiled brats or assholes and things of that nature, you know. So um, and you don't just like I'm not just saying that I know people like that. So I'm thankful for the fact that I had to kind of, you know, 
go through some things and work hard to get the things that I have because I think it instilled a lot of good qualities in the man that I am today. You know, I, I, it's hard for me to ask people for too much. Like I try my very best to figure out something on my own before I ask anybody or ask anything of anybody. I'm like one of those people that I'm going to find a way to do it myself. I'm going to find a way to pay for it myself. I'm going to find a way for me to, you know, pay, like travel with people. I like, I'm, I'm going to handle my business, you know? And like I said, I learned that from my grandfather. Um, my, my uncle was the same way. My mom's the same way. You know, my mom's someone that, you know, whenever there's an issue, Rosh, she always found a way to make things happen regardless of the situation. So a lot of that, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm just reflecting back on my childhood and that's something like a major quality that I can say that is instilled for me today that I learned at an early age and it never, it never got easy, easier. Like even when I, when I wanted my first car, I had to pay for my first car. Um, you know, my grandpa, my grandfather put in, in his name for me cause I was like 15 or 16, pay for my first car. When I wanted cell phones, uh, my, my mom made me pay for my cell phones uh, really, and it's and it's always been that way, and I I don't look back, and I don't hate it at all. Um, I have no problems with it, no qualms with it, because like I said, it 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 gave me that that drive, that motivation, and that mindset that you know I have to get if I want things, and if I need things, I have to find a way for myself to get those things, and it's definitely carried on into, you know, my adulthood, um, as a grown man, my business life as, you know, a business owner, it's carried into how I treat, you know, my friends and, uh, you know, my social groups that I'm in. So I'm very, excuse me. So I'm very thankful for that myself, but, uh, but yeah, what is, what are some things that you feel like, you know, that you learned early on that's kind of made you the person you are today? Like anything you can think back on and reflect on that, you know, like specific memories or, you know, situations? Um, I mean, pretty much I just had to like work for everything. But I want to do like a little background. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to do a little background because I'll explain all that stuff. Yeah. But um, my background personally, here, I need to mute, I need to mute this. My background for me is I grew up in this town called Lawrenceville, Virginia. It's like 1,000, 2,000 people in that town. It was my mom. Chris and me. Chris is my brother, and my grandparents lived in that town as well. Um, There's not a lot of opportunity. It's like maybe one gas station, two gas stations. There's a food lion. What's it called? Three churches, Lawrenceville, Virginia. Never heard of it. It's like three hours away from here, but there's really nothing there. Um, So that sucked because there was really nothing to do, but also the schools weren't that good. Um, is predomin- predominantly um, African-American, like not really any other type of people there, anything like that. So, and it didn't really have a lot of funding, you know, it was pretty run down and everything like that. But I grew up there until I was 12 years old with my mom. We lived in some government housing for a little bit because my mom was a single mom. She was in the Navy. Um, she had Chris in the Navy and me like right after the Navy or something like that. Um, but she just didn't have a lot of money. You know, she had some health problems from the Navy and stuff like that. And my grandparents were there as well, along with my uncle and my cousin and then a few other family members. So my grandparents had to, like, actually take us into their house. Like, we ended up living with them for, like, I think, like, six years or something like that because my mom was just, like, struggling and stuff. She had, like, gallbladder problems and, like, just had some problems from the Navy or whatever. Um, But we never starved. You know, we always had food. Our church hooked us up sometimes and stuff like that. But... Pretty much 
Chris and I were just in this town for years and years, barely went anywhere, came to Roanoke a few times to see my dad type shit, or came up here for like a week with my dad. Um, and that over the years, of, I was just like, fuck this. I need, I need to do something. I need to see more stuff. So when I came to Roanoke at 12, I was like very grateful about that because the mountains and stuff, there it's flat. The thunderstorms are bad. Like it's, there's nothing to do and everything like that. But we lived with my grandma until like sixth, seventh grade. Then that's when I moved up to Roanoke. To, um, I don't know how old I was. It was sixth or seventh grade. Moved up to Bent Mountain. My mom was doing better at that point, like secured a better job. She was going to school and like getting a, getting a degree and stuff like that. Um, so she ended up getting a better job here in Roanoke. We moved to Roanoke and we stayed here. Um, we moved to Roanoke and then stayed. Yeah, we stayed in Roanoke for like a year. I think it was like one year or something like that. And then we ended up moving back because something with her job. Like something fucked up with her job or something. So we moved back, had to go to my grandparents, like had nowhere to go. Like we could, she couldn't get us a house here or anything like that. We got evicted, moved back from my grandparents, stayed there for like another year or something like that. And then we ended up moving back to Roanoke. And then we moved back to Roanoke. We went to Cinnamon Ridge Apartments. There's a lot that happened. And that was like a ninth grade or something like that. Chris and I moved back in ninth grade. We stayed with my dad's, um, old girlfriend for like a few months right before my mom ended up getting apartments here at Cinema Ridge or whatever. Um, and then that was in ninth, the end of ninth grade. And then that's when I stayed in Roanoke, like until pretty much now, other than traveling and stuff like that. But, um, we never had money for like anything other than what we needed it for, like food and shit like that. Um, my mom went through cancer twice, like growing up and shit like that. Single mom. We did have a stepdad for a small amount of time, but he was kind of like abusive and fucking crazy. So I don't, it's, that was bad. It was my grandparents was like, don't marry this guy. Apparently to my mom, but my mom didn't even know or whatever. But, um, yeah, that guy was fucked up. But other than that, I mean, it was pretty good. We always got to eat food. My grandparents helped us. We lived with them a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm where I am today. You know, but the main thing for me, like, wanting to travel and get out and, like, do different stuff is I didn't have money for shit growing up. We were blessed, like, we weren't starving type shit. But um, it made me want to, like, go do stuff. You know, go pursue more, see more, experience more shit and stuff like that. I don't think anybody would. Am I, I'm not muted, am I? I don't think anybody would uh, know when you guys, for as long as y'all have, have guessed or assumed that y'all starved. <laughs> At least not at one point in your life. Uh so that's good. Honestly, bro, me and you kind Food of Food stamps, brother. <laughs> hey, there was a time we run food stamps too, bro. And the food stamps comes in clutch, honestly. Uh, that was the... Dang, I forgot about that for, there for a second. And my mom had... Well, for the most part, when we had food stamps, she had three kids. When By the time she had my, my little bro, she didn't really need them anymore, but... That, that shit saved us, bro. The beginning of the month was always great. I love going to the grocery store, bro. Free lunch we had, at school? Yeah, I had free lunch at school too. Um, I hated school lunch though. That's the sad part. But <laughs> it's free, but it's like, ugh. Uh, but yeah, bro, we have a lot of similarities, honestly, in our upbringing. Like, I I didn't move around out in and out of Roanoke a lot, but I moved in Roanoke a lot. We moved like literally every year of my entire life up until I was I don't even know, bro, till like I was a junior in high school. Um, like. I went to Hidden Valley for like almost all of high school. I was at K-Spring for my first nine weeks, and then I was at Hidden Valley for the last, you know, everything after that till I graduated. But even that time, there was times I wasn't, I was moving around like 
I could only go to that school because I knew people that were willing to like let me use their address to go to Hidden Valley, but I was still moving. Like I was living in Salem, going to Hidden Valley. And that's why I had to buy a car because if I want to go to school and stay at Hidden Valley and not go to Salem, which I did not want to go there, I had to get a car so I can drive to to and from school without a license that I didn't have yet. But oh, yeah, I went to Hidden Valley in sixth grade. Got to do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, we, we moved around a lot too, bro. Um, had to, you know, live off food stamps there for a bit. My mom had job issues, you know, here and there. There was times she had really great jobs, times she didn't have such great jobs. But same thing, like, you know, we always made, like, we, we always were, you know, taken care of. We didn't have to, like, struggle. We were never homeless or anything like that. Always had clothes on our back, you know, food in our, food on our table, you know. So, but I think, you know, the fact that me and you and even your brother, Chris, I can speak for I mean, we both can speak for him and saying that I think the fact that we had that type of upbringing and background and childhood kind of, you know, gave us the motivation to do what we do now, because I know I, I can't speak for you guys on this particular topic. But I know I've always said, like, if I'm going to have a family, I want to be able to make sure that I provide for them. And, you know, give them the best life possible that I can give them where they don't have to worry about, you know, moving around too much or bouncing from school to school. Like I switch schools, bro, every single year until high school. Like literally, I've been to every elementary school in Roanoke and like three middle schools um, or maybe just two. But I think uh, us having that type of upbringing and going through that kind of made us, you know, want more out of life. Like you said, it made you, you didn't really get to go to too many places or do too much. And now that you're older, like you got to travel a lot and see new things, you know? So I think that's a testament to like the fact that you, you couldn't do those things when you're younger. And it was the same for me, bro. I never, I didn't go to the beach. I think I went to the beach like one time, like when I was five, barely remember it. Remember Bert shit getting dropped on my head and a cousin convincing me it was ice cream. Cause we all had ice cream that one day and I end up eating the bird poop off my head and everybody thought it was funny but that's the only memory I have from like traveling when I was younger but I didn't get to like go to an official beach trip or really get out of the state much again till I was in high school and I went with a friend to the beach like his family over yeah his family like invited me out like let me go to the beach with them and it was the same friend that was I was using their address to like go to Hennepin Valley and stuff someone I grew up with um when I went to the beach it was my mom's friend who ran a daycare and my mom gave her money that we could spend, and we but we were only like thirteen or something, and she literally like told us what we could do with our money. Yeah, yeah. So she she like was like, I brought y'all to the beach with me. I'm gonna tell y'all how to spend your money. I was like, I wanted a fucking boogie board. She was like, Nah, you can't get a boogie board. Get this shirt right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I went to the I beach back then, man. I never been big on like buying like stuff at the beach. I'm always about. Spending I, was, I wanted money. to go in the water with a boogie board, and I feel like now looking back, she just didn't want me to deal with that. <laughs> Probably. I, don't, I don't know man <laughs> i don't want that responsibility buy a t-shirt uh but no i think the fact that you know you know not to drag it out i think since that we went through that it kind of it kind of put us you know in a position where we are now at least our mindset and how we're motivated to get out there and see new things try new things you know hustle make money make sure we're taken care of like me and cody never have any financial issues as long as i've known cody you know as long as we've been living together the two separate times we lived together we've never had you know, like I've never even needed to ask you to borrow money, borrow money from you. You've never had to ask me. You know, we've always made sure we handle our shit, take care of our business, make sure that, you know, we're handling our responsibilities. Um, so that, like I said, I, I, it kind of it kind of goes back to I can't remember if it was last episode or episode before that we talked about, like, you got to go through some shit, you know, to become a 
the person that you're meant to be to become a better person, better human being, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, like I said, we didn't go through traumatic events or at least, you know, not that we publicly talked about or whatever, but the fact that we went through that shit, um, you know, definitely gave us the drive that we have today, you know, to want more out of life. Cause we didn't really get to and have it means those. more. Yeah. And it does, it does mean more because I can only imagine if you just got to do everything you wanted to do when you were younger, by the time you get older, you're probably just bored with life. Like even, especially for people that, you know, are born into money, like rich, rich motherfuckers, like. I'm sure, you know, fast cars get boring and big houses get boring and the beach gets boring. I'm bored of the beach now. I've, I've gone to the beach so many times, at least Myrtle Beach. I'm bored of Myrtle Beach. I'm never going back to Myrtle Beach unless someone invites me and I'm just kind of like coming along. But like, I'm sure all that shit gets boring, you know, like just having the money and just doing all this shit, it, it has to get boring. So the fact that we didn't have things like that, didn't have nice things, nice cars, you know, straight like nice trips great food you know i think it like you said it makes us you know appreciate and enjoy it more and you know gives us that that drive to want those things you know to experience those things to get out and do stuff and just not you know not have to keep living that lifestyle that we grew up living you know what i mean so um i definitely like yeah man i remember living roaches Oh, shit. I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> Dude, I was... Man, I, I used to have, like, nightmares because that's how many roaches were in our house, bro. Like, our, we lived in government housing in Lawrenceville, Virginia, bro. Like, for years, man. Like, the roaches, bro, You they would scatter in the night if you walk into the kitchen on the ground. So like, that, they had the, like, it was it was horrible, bro. That's the one thing I can say about horrible. my mom. She would never allow us to live in, like... Uh, something like that she she absolutely refused she would do whatever it took you know even to the point like sometimes we wouldn't stay at my grandparents like i said they built their house they have a brick house out in the country that they literally my grandpa built with his bare hands and you know a couple other people so like there's times we go out there and they only have it's like two bedrooms in a den it was three bedrooms my mom and my uncle were kids but it's two bedrooms in a den now so we go out there and <laughs> i'll stay with them like, me bro, what, and my sisters and shit so like one day bro a roach i took it to school on accident oh fuck and it came out of my bag and the fucking teacher called me out <laughs> like dude it was bad man damn it was bad <laughs> it was bad bro i couldn't imagine that man like literally we had to not go into our house for a whole day multiple times that i lived there because they had to bomb the homes like, this was government housing, like, actually. Yeah. My mom paid, like, 300 a month type shit. And it was, like, right up the street from our church in Lawrenceville, Virginia. And literally, we had to, like, multiple times a year, they had to bomb the house with fucking roach shit. Like, the the, the, the air stuff. But then we, my mom was like, we can't live here no more type shit. So my grandparents let us come live with them. And then we lived with them until we moved. Because they ended up getting this really big house in the middle of downtown. That's good that you had, you know, your grandparents that were willing to do that, you know, for their daughter and their grandkids. I mean, that was the same thing with my grandparents. I mean. Like my mom's car got repoed and shit, everything, bro. Uh, been there, done that, bro. I think everybody could yeah, probably man. have a repo story. Yeah, <laughs> shit true. happens. Uh, but, you know, that, like I said, that, for me, it's not, like I don't look back at it and just like, you know, there's a lot of other things that, you know, I've been through and, hap and happened when I was younger and stuff. But I just look at it as like, you know, lessons and learning experiences especially the things that I remember. I'm no, I know there's a, a shit ton that I don't remember, bro. But the things I do remember, which is typically like a lot of the good memories, the good stuff, you know, a few bad memories, whatever. Um, definitely like just, 
I don't know. Like, I don't look back on it and just, like, whatever. I just take it and, like, I know I don't. I want to make sure my family's not living like that. So that's why I'm working so hard now, you know, to make sure I'm able to provide. Because I want to have a family. I want to have kids. You know, anybody that's talked to me lately will tell you that I am a, on a mission to have a lot of kids. Not a mission, but well, we'll save that for another day. That's another topic. But I want to have I want to have I want to have family. I want to be able to leave a legacy. And I want people. I'm not going to say, you know, I'm going to be I want to become some rich ultra high net worth individual and then just give my kids everything. You know, I'm on that Steve Harvey shit. I don't know if you've seen that Steve Harvey video where he's like, I ain't giving my kids shit. That's that's for me and your mama. I know you've seen that video. Uh, I'm not going to do it like that. But, like, I'm I'm going to make sure that they are able to work for their things. Maybe I'll leave, like, prizes or something. Like, you reach this level, you get this. You reach this level, you get this, you know, type of ordeal. I don't know. I haven't had kids yet. It might change when I, when I actually have them. But I, I, know, I know I don't want to just hand it to them because I know the fact that, like I said, me growing up the way that I did, it made me, like, a, a genuine, kind-hearted, caring hardworking, motivated, wise, experienced individual that I am today. And I'm not saying that on some cocky shit. Like I'm just I'm just being for real. And I know if I spoil my kids and just give them whatever the fuck they want, they're gonna be assholes. And then I'm gonna have to beat their ass. And I don't want that to happen. So <laughs> That's another thing too. Chris and I always was working. Like my grandma had a neighbor named Ralph. We used to cut his grass even though he only would give us five bucks and make us split it. Ralph, what are you doing, man? Money was worth more back then, and you have money. You schemer. Then you used to come to my grandma's house and eat breakfast unannounced every day. So, Ralph. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but, Ralph, you were cool, but you were a manipulator at the same time. <laughs> you took advantage. But, um, How dare you? We used to, like, there was a church and everything we used to do the leaves, the gutters of. Like, Chris and I would do anything to make money, dude. Yeah. Like, we've been trying. We tried to work at 15 and get workers' permits. Like, everything, man. So, like, that's one thing it taught me, living like that. And the guys, it wasn't bad and it got better. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have worse situations and oh, yeah. I actually enjoy it. And it wasn't like we, like I said, we didn't starve and we had a lot of help from a lot of people. So that's good. But it did teach me like work ethic and like do more, make, make, have a better outcome and experience when I'm in control of my own life. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree 110%. Um, and that's just, that's a part of life, man. Everybody goes through different shit different situations and you know you hear it all the time me and cody talk about it life at the end of the day is what you make it and you know it's how you set it up around you um you know your environment the people that are around you your network your your everything that you're doing it's about what you make it you know grass ain't green on the other side it's green where you water it you know all the cliches all the mottos all the phrases you know whatever you want to call it um so you know take things you know look appreciate you know where you came from um and you know try to connect those dots you know and learn from your past experiences and you know take time every now and then to reflect back on stuff and you know it you can you know do some deep deep reflection and and figure it helps you figure out you know the type of person that you are today i do it a lot you know not just with friends but even by myself i'll sit here and just think about random different situations and how it's impacted me and why i am the way i am today because of this you know if this, then that type of, uh, you know, thinking or whatever. But, but yeah, guys, I mean, there's people that had it worse than me and Cody, you know. Um, I didn't have it, you know, as bad as you. Fuck. I, fuck but roaches, I didn't even man. have it bad, honestly. <laughs> fuck. I didn't even have it bad compared to people who, like, have parents with drugs issues. Oh, yeah. Like I said, there, there's worse. The hood fuck the roaches, man. My mom games. would be livid. <laughs> My mom would not. She but could it not. definitely was uncomfortable and, like, made me adapt and overcome shit like mentally so. yeah 
um but yeah so like you know appreciate the the things that you have appreciate the you know the experiences you've been through you know take what you can out of them and and try to turn them into you know lessons for yourself and you know how you know give yourself some uh experience and you know solutions or whatever to overcome things that you're having in your current life you know look back on you know past things and and realize there's people out there that have have had it worse you know a lot of you guys watching this probably had it better than me and cody there's some people that are probably watching this that had it worse than us and there are some situations out there maybe with some like you know people that we've talked to that we just won't ever know you know you never know what people are going through what they've been through you know so be courteous be cautious be loving be kind and yeah, I mean that's it for me, man. I'm, there, there, there ain't much. I don't want, I don't want to make this a, all about me and Cody episode. We just want to give y'all a little history on us, you know, something a little different. You know, we're always trying to come at you guys with something different. Um, next time you see us, I'm gonna be a lot darker because I'm gonna be in New Orleans for a whole entire week. You know, hopefully, I don't have my sto- my shoes stolen or anything like that. And I'm gonna try to come back as dark as you, bro. Some fun facts. Um, I grew up eating nothing but pasta. I mean, if you guys know me, you know that already. Cody still eats pasta. Also, as a kid, I ate dog biscuits. I don't know why. Chris, right, Chris, Chris and I ate dog biscuits when we were like four. My grandma says we did at least. And I do kind of remember it. Is that the I key have, to y'all's, y'all's height, maybe? Dog biscuits? <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of protein yeah, in them. Sit, sits. <sighs> Your dad ain't sit, sits. Your dad barely sits one. Your mom some ain't that of, tall. Some of y'all out there ate crowns. I ate crowns, too. Oh, well. I, I remember eating crowns. I remember crawling. I have a vivid memory of crawling and being in a crib. Um, I remember my first kiss was in kindergarten, and I got in trouble for that first kiss. Her name was Tatiana. She lived across the street from my grandma's first blue house. Then they moved to a second blue house five miles down the road, which we lived at for a little bit. Um, My crush in kindergarten... Through all of six, like to sixth grade, was Mariah. Her name was Mariah. She knows who she is. This man throwing out names. <laughs> um, I used to play on the train tracks and back in in the woods, fished at my uncle's pond. Um, let's see. I, I still talk to her to this day. So Never Mariah, mind Mariah. Shout, shout out Mariah. Um, we went to a all black church where they said, oh, in the name of Jesus, ah. Oh. And I'm not making fun of that. That's just the type of church that is. And you guys probably know what I mean. <laughs> but they were cool people and I still talk to them to this day. Um, fuck Ralph and fuck Roaches. That's about it for me. Follow me everywhere. Very Slayer's Key of the Day TikTok. I just came out with a new song, Motivation on My Mind. Go check that out. All streaming platforms, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, everything. Yes, check out all our platforms, guys. Hustle House 24-7 on, uh, well, obviously you're watching us on YouTube, but we are on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. Um, yeah, I didn't know you made a new song, bro. You need to play that. I need to hear it. Uh, yeah, guys, competition is still live. Or not competition, giveaway is still live for us to reach 100 subscribers. So help us get there. We're going to do it live. I don't know if we'll be live, but we're going to do, we're going to have to do live, bro. We're going to have to do some type of recording when we do our little roulette, um, when we do the giveaway. So, that's still going uh and yeah guys like i said there ain't there ain't much else for me you know lambo underscore ceo on instagram lamar tyree hale on facebook you know follow me for tips on finance and and things and business of that nature but yeah that's it for me man also shout out the local library in lawrenceville virginia and the bike crew we had there used to be nothing to do so we had walmart bikes and we just drove them around everywhere and did wheelies hell yeah 
And I up. jumped a curb, landed it. My cousin jumped a curb, broke his collarbone. So terrible influence. Te- technique is key, everybody. All right, well, that's all for me. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we appreciate, again, we appreciate everyone that's been watching us up until this point. Uh, you know, can, if you like our content, please engage, like, subscribe, all those things. You know, find us on all of our platforms. You know, keep watching. We do have guests planned. Uh, you know, like I said, things happen. Not a big deal. You know, we're going to keep bringing on guests. I want to bring on, we talk about Chris a lot. We want to bring on Chris. You guys haven't met Blake yet. These are some people that are that are in our inner circle, owns their own businesses. They are both very busy guys. Blake's in West Virginia. Chris is busy from sunup to sundown. So we want you guys to hear from them as well. So that way you can put pictures or excuse me, put faces to names. Um, and there's a lot of other things that, you know, a lot of value that both of those guys can bring to the podcast as well. So yeah, keep an eye out. You know, we're going to keep bringing on people, but until next guy, that's until next time, guys, can you cut that out? (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, guys, that was another episode of hustle house 24, seven, three, six, five. We're missing our third camera. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Peace.